0: This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. A medical whoopsie-daisy for the ages. Two of the biggest omissions from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do not tip the airplane. And look back at the 1908 Cubs. And Rick's brush with Minnie Minoso. All that plus unlimited tangents and some very heartwarming German stories. <laughs> this week on Minutia Man. Auf Wiedersehen. That is coming up right now.
1: The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave.
0: That's Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. We are uh, at your service uh, providing you with minutia. And in case you don't know what minutia is, a couple of synonyms. I looked up synonyms today for you, Dave. Tri- oh, you did, su- you yeah. did
2: show prep. I did. Nice. Nice.
0: <laughs> I did. Uh, a, a synonym would be Trivial. Okay, no. unimportant, A no. hey, trifle, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. we, we call it worthless information, so I think we can't get too upset if somebody says unimportant.
2: Right? Uh, no, but for easily, it's the amount of time that I spend on this does not make it unimportant to me, Rick.
0: Okay, fair enough. So what kind of uh, minutiae do you have for us this week, Dave?
2: Well, Rick, I, was, yeah. um, I understand you had a big event over the weekend,
0: oh, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> yes well, that's right why don't, you,
2: why don't you tell the listening i mean you are
0: you are a star in the german community aren't you i i kind of am I, I i'm hesitant to say that but yes i i am well known within the german community i i was the master of ceremonies on saturday night for the 60th anniversary of uh, green white soccer club and we had a big banquet 400 people out in uh in Arlington Heights, I believe it was. Okay. All right. And um, the, there were people there from the entire history of the club. Now, you know, it goes back to 1956. And so there were people that played for, for Green White in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, etc. Throughout the years. Get,
2: give me some of their names
0: um okay
2: was there a Horst are there any Horsts there
0: uh Horst my uncle Horst is is passed away but he was the president of Greenway for 20 years
2: you know what I'm gonna just I'm gonna give you some German names and you tell me the first German name that comes to your mind of someone that has the C- that is connection to the club like, okay go yeah, ahead. yeah um Ernst
0: Ernst you know I don't think uh, there is an Ernst there Fritz Oh, there's lots of Fritzes. There's uh, Fritz Becker. There's Fritz Schpies, um or there's just a, a cavalcade of Fritzes. Uh, Adolf. Uh, there's a few Adolfs. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know that's uh, that name is kind of gone out of style, but right, right, yeah, you right. know some of these guys are born in the '40s uh, and they're still uh, they're still around.
2: Right. It's it's like the people that are being named after uh, Kim Kardashian right now. Right. Right. Yeah, it was, you know, it was popular at the time. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Hitler ruined two things. Well, he ruined a lot of things, but uh, the little mustache.
0: Yep. Gone forever.
2: And the name Adolf. Yeah, pretty much. He has ruined both of those. And the last Uh, name Hitler. (laughs) <laughs> yeah good point good point uh, so i'm sorry to interrupt uh so you were doing this big the the, the big german f- the fest the yes England and now
0: governor uh, governor bruce rauner declared it green white soccer day there was a big declaration proclamation that i read to everybody and then i uh had some bits prepared for the uh each of the decades because you know wacky german humor right I'm the master <laughs> yeah, sure. of ceremonies. Sure. Now, there are a couple of problems with this. One is, at a banquet like this, where people haven't seen each other for 20, 30 years, there's a lot of talking going on, right? right? So, All they're right. not going to pay attention to the uh, to the the buffoon with the microphone.
2: Okay. So, you didn't have a friendly room.
0: It was not a friendly room. But okay. never blame so. the audience. Never blame the okay. audience. But, okay. you know, okay. they half of the room couldn't even hear me, right? Because <laughs> so. they're 80. <laughs> yeah. And they're german so i mean they're you know they're not prone to enjoy comedy as as it were so i kind of made a couple of tactical errors <laughs> one was okay right. one was thinking that i should do some comedy that was my first error <laughs> and the second one was just the uh, you know the execution because i uh, i wrote a script out i had it all prepared and everything and then i got up there and realized that there was the lighting was so dim that I couldn't see it. Okay, All so right. I couldn't see what I had prepared. So I kind of had to do it from memory, and you know, some of it worked, some of it didn't. Some of it, some of it was funny. Some of it actually got laughs, and some of it was totally bombed.
2: Okay, I want to. I, I don't really care about your successes. <laughs> tell me some of the bombs. Tell tell me some of the German. Yeah, I I, I don't like using the word German and bombs in the same sentence.
0: Yeah, I, I get your, it.
2: What were some of your German, your blitzkriegs? Uh, senior, what, you're, uh, not,
0: you're not even going to get that. You're not even going to get the jokes. I mean, I, I, I had I picked out people from each of the decades that I thought were going to be, uh, you know, have good personalities. And, and some of the younger guys that I picked, you know, they just kind of gave me yes, no answers. And it, it just didn't go anywhere. OK, but I will okay. tell you the most memorable moment of the night. Uh, One of the guys who played in the 70s called me up the night before the thing and said, hey, listen, um, my wife and I do tango demonstrations. Would you mind if we did one? Oh, my God. That's wonderful. Oh, my Uh, God.
2: That's seven minutes right there. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I did it like a casual interview with him. And I said, you know, after your soccer career, did you uh, have any new interests or hobbies? And he goes, well, you know, I'd like to demonstrate the tango if that's okay. And he brought a little boom box and he played the tango and he did this dance. And I was looking around the room and everyone's mouth was just dropped open. Like what in the world are we watching right now? Yeah, but it got you off the hook for seven minutes, right? Yeah. To me, it was the highlight of the night. It really was unbelievable. I just looked, I just, but I wish I could have taken a picture of the room of, of the people in the room. (laughs) Uh, I I'm,
2: I'm envisioning like in the producers, like that first act of the springtime for Hitler, when the audience, they pan the audience and everybody just has their faces stunned. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm
0: seeing here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was exactly what it was like. So that was my evening. Oh, and then the other thing was (laughs) the other thing was the Cubs game was on. Game one of the NLCS was on, and they were showing it in the lobby. So the people that were in the room, half of them couldn't hear me, half of them were listening. And then there was another part of the crowd that was out in the lobby. And while I was talking, occasionally they would start cheering. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> so you think it's what it, you think it was that 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 Horace Meinwagen joke that you put on, but it no wasn't no I it. knew
0: I knew, but uh, you know you know what how much of a Cubs fan I am i, I was like I, I would stop in the middle of it and find out what happened, find out <laughs> what happened in the game, you know I gotta know um
2: not to change the subject, but you just brought it up, let the record show um the Cubs just lost yesterday in game three of the NLCS. Right. Yes, yeah, so it was Game Three. Yes,
0: we are taping um, this on Wednesday. Right. So when it
2: comes out tomorrow, we'll know if the news is okay or if the news is horrible. Right. What, what is your what's your gut saying tonight?
0: <laughs> I think you would not have asked that question if you didn't <laughs> know the answer. <laughs> uh,
2: the reason why you, you know what I've noticed with you, Cub fans, you people, yeah. you guys are not enjoying the journey.
0: I you have really been not. enjoying the journey absolutely. It, it have The very first time this whole year that I got the little pit in my stomach feeling was last yeah. night. That was um, the first time. And I'll tell you why, if, you, if you're interested. Oh, I am interested. Because, you know, up until last night, I always felt like, hey, the Cubs were in it. Even that hmm. game they lost to San Francisco. Remember, they came back in the ninth. They tied it up. It was dramatic. Last night, they just looked crappy, and they were playing against – a former cubs pitcher, Rich Hill, who's not that good. Who's not uh, that I good? Th- they couldn't hit. They couldn't do anything. And now I'm now I'm a little
2: nervous. Uh well, your your combined batting average for the team is like really crappy, isn't it for the NLCS? Well, you guys basically got shut out. Well, you did. You got shut out in game 2 and 3, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and they hadn't been shut out in consecutive games all year. Yeah. Um, so that's be not fine. good.
2: That's not good. You'll be fine. But I, a lot of my Cub fan friends, they're just not enjoying this at all. And even when they were winning, they're not enjoying it because they're so nervous about what's going to happen. Take it from a take it from someone who's been through the wars.
0: Rick. Oh my God! Listen to that You
2: know. Uh, all right. you, yeah. You, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. uh Enjoy the journey. Uh-huh. You know, it's the process, not the yeah. goal. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the
0: journey. Uh, I, well, I must say this about White Sox fans. You uh, and your people <laughs> have yeah. really perfected the passive aggressive thing during this <laughs> playoff season. I mean, it is is it it uh, is so transparent that you, you uh, have no idea. I, <laughs> I There's a guy that is, you know, uh, part of the soccer club with me who uh, helps me coach a team. And he's a White Sox fan, but he'll, you know, like, and we, we've been playing games during the Cubs games. You know, where like soccer games. My son's team's playing and I'm missing the game and he's watching it on his phone and he'll, he'll lean over and go, oh, sorry to tell you they're down <laughs> one, nothing. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry to tell me. Yeah. Right. Right. You might want to wipe that gigantic smile off your face while you're telling me. Yes. Well,
2: well, you know what? I'm going to say something, and I'm even being sincere today. I really want the Cubs to win. Yeah, today. I, I know why. Yeah, I really do. Uh, I've got tickets for game seven. Uh-huh. So, yeah, this is a financial
0: uh, thing on yeah. your part.
2: Well, do you care at this point if I'm trying to give good mojo? You no,
0: know, Thoughts and things all
2: thoughts and prayers work, right?
0: No, I'm fairly sure that God doesn't go. Oh, uh, a Sox fan needs the Cubs to win so he can make some money let's make uh, let's make that happen for
2: him uh well, you know what I will donate some of that money. I will not tell you what the percentage of it is or God who may be listening at this point uh I'll donate some of it to charity
0: really yeah name 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 the charity uh misericordia okay all right i can't I can't yeah. dispute that
2: <laughs> right come on bring it on come on Besperch misericordia
0: okay uh, uh, uh by the what? way, this is gonna air uh uh thursday. Thursday morning, tomorrow morning, uh, from when we're talking right now, I will be on Channel 26, WCIU, discussing Just One Bad Century and the Cubs. So if you want to get a tape of it, or, you know, maybe it'll be out there on YouTube or something if you want to see it.
2: Um, it's, is it at the ballpark?
0: At, from Wrigleyville. From a uh, rooftop across the street, I think. And what time? 640 uh, a.m. tomorrow.
2: So you have to leave your house at, what,
0: 5.30? Yeah.
2: Wow, that is dedication. That's good for I you. That's, that's the kind of people I am. That's good for you. You know what? G- 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 thanks for getting up early and promoting our website.
0: It's the least I that's can awesome. do. That's
2: awesome. Right. All right. Well, um, Rick, this has been fascinating, talking about your German festival. Yeah. The, Ger- the German. Um, no matter how bad of a day you were having... While your your jokes jokes were bombing up on stage, yeah, you it wasn't as bad as then. They don't give the guy's name in Boston over the weekend. A hospital removed the wrong kidney from a patient. Okay,
0: okay. Um, so he has two kidneys. They they picked the wrong kidney.
2: Yeah, basically that's exactly what it was. Uh, they asked, They mixed up the test results with
0: another patient. Okay, hang on a second. This sounds like a Jenkins. Story. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm
1: sorry. Yes, right.
0: You never remind me about the Jenkins stories. Uh, All right, hang on.
1: When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be Jenkins! 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 With Rick and Dave.
0: Jenkins! Okay, what do you got, Jenkins?
2: So, basically, they removed the wrong kidney from a guy. You know, okay, that's horrible for the guy. I get it. I really feel bad. I don't want to make jokes about it. Which I guess I kind of am by bringing it up, but that's not right. <laughs> that okay. is, yeah, sorry, we're using you for you know content. But so I looked up other other surgery mishaps throughout history, and this happens a lot, and not just with kidneys, with all body parts. And I've got a couple for you. You want to okay. hear? A yeah, couple? sure. Um, Nancy Andrews of Comac, New York became pregnant after a vitro infertiliz- fertilization procedure. Um, they had the kid, and they noticed that the kid's um, skin was a different color than the parents. Okay? Uh, they screwed up and used somebody else's sperm, another man's sperm, to inseminate her eggs. Oh, boy. Yeah. Talk about, now, what do you – I mean – okay, let's say you're the father. You're the father – you have your baby. You love your baby immediately. You notice it's not the right color. Okay, maybe it's the lighting, right?
0: <laughs> you know, you know it, they you do. Know. They come out a little purple at first, right?
2: Exactly. you're like, okay, I'll let it go for a day or two, maybe three, and then and then you you probably and then your wife is probably noticing the same thing too, right? Uh uh-huh. um, And then what do you do? And then you say, look, there may have been a mistake. You know that it wasn't switched at birth, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. That doesn't happen. So. When do you and I'm thinking of me as a father, when do you start look, can I investigate this father whose sperm you used? And is he more intelligent than I am? <laughs> you know, is he is he better than I am? Because I may not complain at this point. Yeah. You know, is he a, a right, is he a good athlete? Yeah, you l- know, l- is, let's face
0: uh, it, what 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 were you gonna bring to the table anyway?
2: Right, right. But if this like this, this sperm in error error is like a great left handed pitcher, let's say he's a you know Rich Hill, for instance, uh-huh. like, well, that could be a college scholarship <laughs> for me. Right. So I'm not going to complain uh, here is um, a few years ago, a 47 year old Air Force veteran, Benjamin Houghton, uh, went in to have a testicle removed. Okay? OK. And they removed they removed the wrong testicle. So he was okay. supposed to get his left testicle removed. So he took his right testicle. Guess how much he was awarded in a lawsuit.
0: Uh, a million dollars, $200,000 for a testicle. Okay. You you think it's worth more than that? I would think it'd be worth more than that. Well,
2: actually I, I was coming from the, the, the side of, you could take
0: my left testicle
2: for 200 grand.
0: (laughs) You don't need them anymore.
2: Exactly. I mean, we're not having any more kids. They kind of get in the way sometimes. Right? Yeah, sure. Uh, and go ahead and take it. And I looked up. The value of testicles uh, on the workers' comp- compensation benefits. Uh, they have a site called "How Much Is a Limb Worth?" Yeah, and this is interesting. This is interesting. From him getting two hundred grand, the average testicle in America is only worth twenty seven thousand six hundred and seventy eight dollars. So this guy got a great deal. Well,
0: I mean, what's it? Guy, what's it worth on the black market? I,
2: I don't. Um, I don't know what it is worth on the black market, but I do know what work uh, workers' compensation is, and they break it down by states did you know that a testicle in Illinois is worth $73,000 while a testicle in Minnesota is only worth $3,750?
0: So there you go.
2: Now I wonder if is is it cold in Minnesota? So the testicles are always kind of shrunken maybe. <laughs> is that why it's cheaper? Could be, could be. So that is my, uh, that is my kidney, uh,
0: okay well right. i enjoy that very much um i have some minutiae for you and this is uh this subject comes up every year when the rock and roll hall of fame announces the uh the nominees all right i'll, I'll let me read you the nominees for this year pearl jam tupac shaka khan Kraftwerk, yes chic the cars the zombies joe Tex, jay giles Uh, MC5, Bad Brains, Depeche Mode, ELO, Jane's Addiction, Joan Baez, Journey, and Steppenwolf. Now, I'd say some of those are questionable. Big brains? Who are they? Bad brains. Who are they? I don't even know. And there was another one in there that
2: I didn't... There was another one that I never heard of. Joe Tex. Is that what it
0: was? Joe Tex. Yeah, I've heard of him he had he had a few minor hits and you know was an influential uh artist but you know there some of those are are like chaka khan yeah i mean uh, come on janet uh,
2: jackson so these are nominees these are not so they now get voted on by like writers or something i think
0: i think the public is allowed to vote i mean i uh, the cars yes you know yeah of course the, the uh, Zombies, you know, I like the Zombies. They were a good 60s band, but there. let me tell you, this, this is my minutia, all right? There is a band that was huge in the late 60s, early 70s. From 1968 to 1973, this band had 21 top 40 hits, 11 top 10 hits, and three number one hits, and somehow... They've never even been nominated to make it into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And and they're a rock and roll band, too.
2: Uh, give me one of their songs. I'll try to guess who they are. Uh, Mama Told
0: Me Not to Come.
2: Mama Told Me What Oh well, we can't sing. Yeah. Um, one. It, oh, Three Dog Night.
0: Yeah, Three Dog Night. They're not in the they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they've never even been nominated. They've never even been nominated. I mean, everybody knows at least a dozen Three Dog Night songs. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Well, it's
2: like Brett Saberhagen is not in the... uh, No, uh, not Brett Saberhagen. Who's the Minnesota pitcher for the... Jack Morris. No, 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 no. Burt Blylevin. That's it. He's not in the Hall of Fame, and yet he's got close to like 300 wins, doesn't he? Or something?
0: I thought he did make it into the Hall of Fame. Am I wrong about that?
2: Uh, Okay. All right, maybe. But there's, you know, there's always a couple players on the baseball Hall of Fame ballot that you're like, Come on, Craig Grayback. Come yeah,
0: on. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But so here's uh, another one for you that's not in the Hall of Fame. And this one, I think, is even more egregious. Three Dog Night. All right. I'll tell you why they're not in there, because they didn't write any of their own songs. But still, you know, they were still huge. They were they were giants in the industry in those days. Um, but this band did write all their own songs, and they're from the '70s. They had eleven gold albums or platinum albums. They had sixteen top forty hits, two number one hits, won a Grammy award, and they're they're one of the biggest bands from the 1970s. Uh, is this either Kansas or Boston? Maybe. Actually, uh, no, both of the, I don't think either of those are in there either, but no, this one's even more, this one's even more critically acclaimed. Kansas and Boston were kind of made fun of by the rock critics. Right. This group was not
2: 70, early seventies, mid seventies. What are
0: they? I threw out the whole seventies you know, early, mid and late seventies. Well, give me a, hand. give me a, um,
2: Blackwater. Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Oh, they're, I mean, they're still putting out albums, I think. I know.
0: I think. I, I, they're still together. They're still touring. I mean, but how are the Doobie Brothers not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And, and they have not been nominated as well. They've never been
2: nominated. What about Steely
0: Dan? I think Steely Dan is in there.
2: Uh, we just went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, a few months ago, and my 14-year-old, Hated it. <laughs> really? <laughs> just oh, she just hated it. Well, you know what she thought it was kind of. She, she loved the the gift shop because she got a cool rock and roll coffee mug. She loves mugs, but she really didn't like the Hall of Fame.
0: I have a rock know. and roll Hall of Fame coffee mug too.
2: Well, Landecker is in the Rock and Roll Hall. Or I, I know, uh, and Stephen the, and, geary are too. Right, and you even. Didn't you and Vinny produce their little package that has. That's correct. So
0: indirectly, I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
2: (laughs) You are. You are. Yeah, I like to Uh, say
0: that I am in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I'm not.
2: When is the Rock and Roll. When when is the festivities, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame festivities, or what?
0: uh, It'll be. I think it's in February or something like that. But uh, so anyway, we'll find out who's in and it'll probably be Janet Jackson or somebody like that. And meanwhile, the Doobie brothers are taking it to the streets, man. They were in that episode of what's happening. Did you ever see that? What's, uh, you know, with rerun and Raj and Dwayne. The Doobies were in there. They did a whole episode where they went to a Doobie Brothers concert that, and rerun got on stage and danced with them and stuff. And they did no, taking it to the streets.
2: Uh, I did not. No, I, I, did the last time I had a good Doobie Brothers fix was when Taylor Hicks when when I was still watching uh, American Idol. Remember Taylor Hicks? Yeah,
0: that's going back.
2: I know. one of his songs? Oh, and I got another Taylor Hicks story. Um, Oh, this is fantastic. Um, He did, you know, that one. Yeah, yeah. Take it to the streets. Right, that song. Uh, And it was great. And in fact, I think that even facilitated me calling on his behalf. But about three years after that, I was at, um, I think it's called Ray's. It's a diner on western and montrose it's a you know greasy spoon great breakfast and i dropped off the kids and i was sitting there at the counter and the guy next to me you know it's you know it's a counter so you're real you know you're kind of brushing up against each other a guy next to me kind of looked vaguely familiar didn't quite really know who he was or you know whatever and then he asks for the ketchup or something you know and i give it to him and i am like and i looked at him i go holy crap that is taylor hicks and he's like yeah <laughs> I'm like, I'm not kidding. I'm like, what are you doing here? And he was going to he was going to film a video at that diner that afternoon. And he messed up the time and got there like four hours early. (laughs) i like that story yeah so he's he's having i I think i had a ham and cheese omelet i think he had the you know i think he had the 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 steak and eggs or whatever and he was that i talked to him for i don't know i talked for like three minutes and then we didn't really have anything in common anymore and i just basically stopped talking and whatever and i said hey nice meeting you and left but i bet if you go on youtube you can find that video i would think in fact
0: and i bet you can also find the doobie brothers on what's happening
2: Uh, okay. You know, I'm looking on YouTube right now. Just let me see. And and I know we can't play it because of proprietary restrictions, but it would be Taylor Hicks Ray's diner. Let's see if anything comes up here. Hold on. For those
0: of you following along at home,
2: (laughs) uh, actually it doesn't have it on there, but I, but I will remind me next week and I will look for that.
0: It could have been renamed in the video. Yeah, I guess that is, you know, like that monk's diner that, uh, that Seinfeld was at was really called like Tom's right. or something like that, or
2: right. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna when we get off, I'm going to search for where this was because I'm sure I know there's got to be a video there, or that he was so late or he was so early, and then it, and around noon he just said, "Screw it, I don't want to do the video anymore."
0: I don't know. <laughs> or the record company uh, decided <laughs> that he had, he really wasn't worth doing a video for.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, he kind of he kind of uh, he didn't quite. Continue with
0: his no. His star did not ascend. Um, no, those American um, Idol winners have not stood the test of time, except maybe not, Kelly Clarkson. I think the first uh, one and
2: Carrie uh, oh, Underwood has sold a hundred okay, billion.
0: Carrie Underwood, yes, that's true.
2: Uh, but yeah. like Bo Biles, right, or whatever his name was, Bo Riles, or
0: what wasn't there? Lee DeWise yeah. from Mount it, Prospect, Illinois.
2: He worked at your paint store, the paint store right down the street from you.
0: That's right, he did. All right, All right so what um, else you got?
2: So, you like to fly, right? You. Uh, I hate fly. to fly. Oh, you do? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. You've been on an airplane. Correct? I
0: have many times.
2: All right. Well, this is a uh, this is a story that comes out of Britain, London. It was a London to Chicago um, flight. So they everybody got two hundred ninety three passengers get on the flight they start going to Chicago, you know, everything is fine. They get to about Iceland, which is pretty far, yeah. right? I mean, it's, you know, it's a good 2 hours or 3 hours, and then they realize that their landing gear isn't working.
1: Oh my so god. They,
2: right. So they decide to go back to London. Um I don't know why wouldn't they just continue to Chicago? Is that halfway? I don't know. So they they go they go back to London. And then they there are three of the five Landing gear wheels didn't work, so they only had two, I think. So thankfully, thank God, they landed the plane and everything was fine. So, the, but but so uh, all the passengers are happy and they're you know they're all you know clapping and everything. you ever get you ever be on an airplane that they clap from a landing?
0: Yes, I have yeah, sadly. Right?
2: Yeah, I know. So so um so they, they so as they're disembarking from the plane, the um the airline, the pilot or the flight attendant say, look. We're we're only on a couple of wheels, so we can tip over. So you have to be very. Oh wow! Yeah, you have to leave the plane very slowly, because we yeah, you could tip and then people you know you could fall out. I don't know, it'd be bad. So so they start getting out of the plane very slowly. Now, the first thought when I read this was. You know that there is an overweight guy somewhere on this plane, right? Yes. Ev- everybody is looking at him at it. When they say go very, very slowly, everybody's looking at him and going, that means you, pal. <laughs>
0: That's right. No sudden movements. <laughs>
2: right. You know, yeah. Whatever your name is, at row 28, seven, C and D and E, you know. Right. You got to be very careful getting out of the plane.
1: Oh, uh, boy. That poor yeah, guy so, or gal. Yeah.
2: So, I just thought that was i mean thankfully everything's okay, and
0: but so I, you know i I, I, you, I guess you and I have never really flown anywhere together, but I'm like a white knuckle yeah, we flyer have. What we have yeah
2: what? spring training a couple times and then oh yeah, that's true, and we were on that horrible flight from San Francisco back to Chicago after
0: skiing oh, that's right, that was scary right
2: and right and that that was the one where they were they were showing it was the turbulence was out of control at that one remember yeah, you know yeah. we're I doing remember like 3000 yes. and they were do you remember the the movie that they were showing on the screen no it was it was uh, it was the movie with john goodman and somebody when he's an airline pilot and there's a plane crash in the
0: movie they showed a a, a movie with a plane crash on an airplane
2: uh, yes yeah, I, I would love to. I can't think of what the name of that that movie is, but it was John Goodman and he yeah, he was a pilot. It was like, I don't know, in the 40s or 50s it took place and there was a a plane crash in the movie and they're showing it on this plane with that horrible turbulence. Wow. So, uh
0: what well, the only interrupt. the only time I really remember a movie on an airplane, it was the first time I ever went on an airplane. It And my parents thought it would be a great idea to send my sister and I to Austria for the summer. And we lived in Chicago at the time. And and they they had some friends that lived in Austria. And they wanted us to get our German better. So they just put the two of us on an airplane and sent us to this house of people we had never met before (laughs) for an entire summer. Uh, How old were you? I think I was 10. Something like that. I mean, as a father, I can't even imagine doing that to my kids. But anyway, they put us in first class because we were traveling without adults. And the movie in first class was, was Mrs. Robinson oh really yeah the graduate uh, it was the graduate uh, <laughs> and that was the first time in my life that i had ever seen like nudity and stuff <laughs> like the 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 situations in that movie it was, like, was like whoa <laughs> yeah uh yes yeah, uh, so yeah that uh maybe I, not yeah. made for 10 year olds
2: but you had first class were you ordering drinks and stuff you were german you were going to germany i'm sure you would have been able to get served
0: well here's what i discovered on that flight other than you know my uh my blossoming heterosexuality, I discovered that <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other thing I discovered was that I get air sick, oh. which I didn't know now, so we were in first class, I'm sitting there next to my sister, and the landing is what gets me air sick, and I take medicine for it now i've been, and haven't vomited in. You know, 20 years or something like that.
2: Okay, so you don't have air sickness, you have ground sickness if it's the landing.
0: Well, I don't know. It's the, it, when it comes down and, and the cabin pressure changes, it's all inner ear. It's all vestibulitis related. I was going to say, I, I'm so sorry I mocked your vestibulitis last week. Yeah. Well, it's it's a real thing. Motion sickness is a real thing. It's it's. Not, I mean, it's not a manly thing, but it's real. <laughs> it's like a fever. You so, know, right? you know, and, and when you're in that situation, you don't really think that you're going to vomit. Right? It feels, you know, you feel queasy or like, oh, gosh, I hope we land soon because I don't feel so good. And... Instead of reaching for the air sickness bag which was right in front of me, I just figured I'd be okay. Well <laughs> it turns oh. out I was not okay and if I felt it coming up and I turned to my right oh. and I oh. vomited all over my sister.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, well that's good. At least it wasn't some guy you didn't know. You know. Donald Trump for instance or you know, or uh was, yeah, good that you went you went the 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 familiar route. She's Good still job. bitter
0: about it. She's still bitter about it to this day. And that was, you know, more than 40 years ago.
2: So, you let's go back. Let's rewind here. Let's go back. Your parents, when you were 10 years old, yeah. said, you two, you're going to spend six weeks at Austria yeah. with people that you don't know.
0: Right. Right. And, and uh, uh, you know, it, it was so traumatic. It was just an absolutely horrible experience. This w- older woman, You know, she's probably 35 or something like that. Right, right,
2: right, right. Picked us
0: up at the airport. She didn't speak a word of English. Right now, I I speak German. German is my first language. But, you know, at that time, I didn't really know the idioms and stuff like that because we didn't really live in Germany. So, I didn't understand what she was saying some of the time. And she clearly hated us right from the outset. Like, this was her husband's idea. Her husband said yeah let let's bring these kids over it'll be fun we've got kids they've got kids you know and then and then the kids were going to come back to chicago with us for the the second half of the summer well they had one son who was like three years younger than me and three daughters okay Ooh, how are you doing well yeah it's, yeah and I, I just uh discovered, <laughs> you just discovered yeah, your exactly like your <laughs> right? exactly so <laughs> do,
1: do, 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 do. No, <laughs> but anyway
0: <laughs> but anyway so this woman was really mean to us they had this really nice living room uh and we weren't allowed to go in it they did not have a television oh, they gosh. had no toys for for boys except you know stuff that I didn't care about the The son wanted to play soccer with me so we kicked the ball around and I said well let, let's let get a team together he said I'm the only boy in this town <laughs> Are you, you kidding me? No. So we lived next door to their, the, the the grandparents lived next door and they owned a giant pig farm. And oh. you know, you know what a city boy I am, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, right, right, right. I had nothing to do. There was literally nothing to do. I had like Beatles records that I couldn't listen to because the record player was in the living room that I wasn't allowed to go into. And I had uh, a kid that didn't want to play with me. It, and, then, and then I had nothing. So what'd you do all day just- i went and started counting pigs <laughs> i went up and down the farm you know just like one two three every day and they had 157 pigs i'll never forget it <laughs> and you could
2: the worst part is you couldn't follow the cubs in 1973
0: no i couldn't i couldn't it was it was just awful it was the worst six weeks of my life So there you go. Uh, All right. (laughs) What
2: now? Was it? It was in Austria. Was it near like Sound of Music? It was. It
0: was in the same mountains as the Sound of Music. It was in Salzburg. Now, I mean, the scenery was beautiful, and I would go, you know, walking around in the mountains, like, like, uh, like Maria in the Sound of (laughs) Music. (laughs) How do you solve a problem like Little Ricky? Right. Uh, But there was nothing. I, I mean, they didn't even have a bicycle. They had did, nothing.
2: Did you have to wear later hose in this stuff or were you able
0: to wear? No, I didn't. I probably oh. wear like, you know, red and green checked pants. You know, it was 1973
1: bell bottoms. Right. You know, exactly.
2: With your Husky yet you Husky jeans, right? Wasn't that what they were called? The Huskies.
0: My mom saved all the letters I wrote to her. And, <laughs> and these are, I mean, I was a blossoming writer too, because <laughs> they are hilarious. Um, I, the first one says something like, um, I'm sorry if the paper is a little wrinkled by my tears. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Um, because I, I have to cry myself to sleep every night in this foreign land that right. you sent right. me to. Thanks a lot, Mom and Dad. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. How's our TV? <laughs> Love Rick. <laughs> How's our
0: Zenith? How's Jose face- Cardinal hitting this I mean, summer? Right. Because exactly. I can't find
2: it. Right. right. I heard Jim Hickman. Jim Hickman. How's he? <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, well ah. welcome back. Well, I don't think thank, I... Proper, so when you. you. came, So what was the first thing you did when you came home? I
0: kissed remember? the ground. I kissed the ground at O'Hare <laughs> Airport, which probably wasn't too... Uh, <laughs>
2: clean at that point. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, well, welcome home. And I and, and well, you know, you, you bring up kind of a good point. And Michelle has mentioned a couple of times and, and Lila is 14 now. I would have no problem with her flying by herself now, I don't think. Uh, but like two or three years ago, it's not the flight that I'm worried about. What happens if the plane has like a malfunction or something and it has to land in Atlanta for.
0: Yeah, right. Or, exactly. Or, you
2: know, that is what my concerns were.
0: Uh, We had to transfer flights. Yeah, we we flew from Chicago to Frankfurt and then we had to fly from Frankfurt to Munich. So we had to find the other. I mean, (laughs) it's mind boggling.
2: That's a leap of faith. You know, uh, all right, well, yeah, well, we're not going to do that.
0: No. Ever. No, no. Okay. All right. It's time for our uh, maybe last uh, Just One Bad Century feature of the year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, Here we, go. uh, yeah. we got to do the audio.
1: Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave.
0: Okay, Dave, I promised last week when we were discussing the 1907 World Series that I'd give you some insight into the 1908 World Series. Okay, which happened during this week in 1908, um, the Cubs, of course, played against the Tigers, just like they did in 1907, and they went to and they also clinched the championship in Detroit again in 1908. Guess how many fans were on hand at Bennett Park? Let me give you a, a little uh, description of Bennett Park. Okay, it was built on a former hay market and beneath a thin layer of grass was Cobblestone. They played oh, okay. on that field. The um, ace, Mordecai Brown, uh, won a game. Uh, anyway, so but, so they were there. Guess, guess how many people came out for the clinching Game 5? Um, 8,000.
2: 6,210.
0: My high school had more than that. Yeah, it is the Lowest uh, attended World Series game in history.
2: So, whenever you m- crack wise about the White Sox being low television ratings for the 2005 World Series, yeah, yeah, you don't really have anything to stand on considering that you only had like 6,000 people when you won the World
0: Series. That's true. October 14th, 1908, and uh, Orville overall pitched a three hit shutout. Struck out ten in uh ten Tigers and wrote a first inning Frank Chance RBI single to victory.
2: Um I love the story that you told last week about how and what was it, it was near the Wrigley building, wasn't it or the Tribune building? Yeah. Where they had the 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 manual scorecard. Or, the, well yeah. the same
0: thing it was the same thing was true in nineteen oh eight. They did the same thing. And actually they also did it in nineteen eighteen And in 1929, in 1929, radio existed at that point, but not everybody had a radio. So they still did the big uh, diamond scoreboard and people would watch to see if somebody got on first base, second base, whatever. Don't you think
2: that if somebody did that, it would be a huge success in Chicago now? Kind of a quirky, I mean, still have a TV on the side maybe or whatever, but wouldn't that be kind of fun? to like watch a game like that back in
0: you know what we should do Night. we should invest our life savings in that experiment <laughs> to find out if it's true or not
2: <laughs> okay
0: i'll get right on it mr kempfer all right that's it for that and it's time for our final segment
1: a random name pulled out of rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities mixture collection selection assemblage medley assortment variety time now for celebrity potpourri with rick and dave
0: so, Dave, uh, reach your hand into the bowl of celebrity names and pull one out, and I will tell the story of having met that person.
2: Uh, it's amazing that the names that I'm pulling out always have some sort of relevance to what's going on in the world. Okay. It's almost like, it's almost like I, I'm not even pulling them out of a hat that we're just making up these names for you to tell. Really? Uh, uh, Mini Minosa.
0: Now, what does that have to do with anything going on?
2: Ooh, he's a baseball player.
0: Well, he, I mean, like, yeah, he, he, was, he was a White Sox player.
2: Well, okay. Mitty but uh, so,
0: uh their season ended
2: weeks uh, ago. You know, and I was being pretty nice for the first 44 minutes of this
0: <laughs> podcast
2: <laughs> about your little cubbies and how you can't get past second base, but go ahead. You know, uh, all right. I will
0: with, tell you something nice about Mitty Minoso. Would that make you yeah. feel better?
2: I met Mitty Mendoza in a bar in a, not at the diner, but I met him in a bar once. Did you really? Yeah, it was like uh, it was in R- Wrigleyville, and it was like in the middle of the afternoon, on a weekday. And I was at a bar that gives you an indication of my success throughout the years. And um, he was just sit- he was in Wrigley. I think he lived in Wrigleyville, didn't he, or he lived
0: on the north side of Chicago. Did he? I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, and he was there. He didn't speak a lick of English. Yeah, no, really. I know. So the, the I booked him several times to be on. A John Landecker show. And like you said, he didn't speak a lick of English. He's only been in this country for 50 years. It's hard to pick up a language in 50 years. But anyway, um, we would have him on because we did uh, a live uh, charity thing every year. It was a, a miniature golf outing. And so I would call up Minnie Minoso, who was a White Sox player. And we were on every year that we did this miniature golf out and we would be on Fox thing in the morning. Bob Surratt was the host at Uh that time. And we'd say, hey, we're doing the mini golf thing. And he goes, "Okay, make sure you get Mini Minoso. (laughs) So we get (laughs) Mini Minoso and the whole bit. This was the bit we did every year. John would be there, and Minnie Minoso would be sitting next to him, or standing next to him with a putter in his hand. and uh, Bob Surratt would throw it to Landecker, and Landecker would say uh, uh, to Minnie, "Hey, what is your name? Minnie Minoso. What are you doing? Mini golf. <laughs> Back to you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Same bit every year.
2: Hey. When something works, stick with it. It's like sheer <laughs> madness, right? Or, you know, it's, it's, it's a same. funny bit. It's a it's funny, a funny bit. bit. Right. And he, he probably liked getting
0: out, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he had no problem with it. He knew it was a bit. Yeah. Ah, uh, so if you like uh, Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, uh, be sure to check out some of our other programs on the Radio hey, Misfits you, Podcast Network.
2: Have you uh, checked out this? And I love it. Um, vintage Space. It's a new podcast on our network. Have not you know heard it yet. About? It's by this lady, um, Amy Shira uh, Titel or t or tight you know, I'm sorry if I am mispronouncing her name. Um, and she, Vintage Space, and it's about space and stuff, but it's qu- kind of quirky things about. Sounds like the- minutiae. It, 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 it's, it's space minutia, if you will, and she, she specializes in like the 70s or the 60s and the 70s, and, and, the, and a couple of the episodes, she also has a YouTube channel as well, but one of the, one of the videos that I saw, and I think, you know, whenever you see a picture of the, of the moon landing, right?
0: Yeah. Have you the, ever noticed the there's no... quote-unquote <laughs> yeah, moon right, landing? Right,
2: right exactly. Um, have you ever noticed there's no stars in the sky?
0: No, I have never noticed that.
2: Okay. Well, neither did I until, but the reason why is because they had digital cameras or they don't, they didn't have digital cameras now. And then something about the aperture and the lighting and whatever, she's really far smarter than I am. But
0: what's what's the name of the show again?
2: Vintage space.
0: Okay. Check that out. Vintage space. uh, The radio is podcast network.
2: Right. Amy Shira, uh, And, uh, it's really interesting. I mean, her videos are great. I, urge people to check that
0: out great talk radio isn't dead dave it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com to find out more about rick and dave check out eckhart's press.com and chicagoauthorsolutions.com if you'd like to reach us you can drop us a line at minutia podcast at gmail.com special thanks to executive producer tony lasana with Opie productions we're distributed by ed Silla of the radio misfits podcast network and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Manu
1: The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes. Stitcher Radio. And at radiomisfits.com Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation
0: of Old Pie Productions.
1: Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and Friends. My name is Ron
0: Majors. This is somewhat an entertainment show that we do here. And I'm honest here. I think
2: we've only mentioned Trump's name four times. It's been very tempting to go towards that light. But the news has just got sucked up by him yeah. and puts almost anything he does. What do you feel about that? It's almost like the, he's wagging the dog. A,
1: a little bit. It's also the most amazing political story of our lifetime. It's hard to look away, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. I just find it ironic that Trump is doing well and Ron Majors is getting ready to retire. I think there's some (laughs) parallel there. (laughs) Lasano and friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.